Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Episode 12, Bad Batch, Rescue on Ride Loth. 12 to 16, suddenly it's zoomed up again. And I I was just thinking when Loki finished, it's like, it's fine. We've got Bad Batch for ages. And now we're on episode 12. I'm like, we don't have Bad Batch for ages. Yeah. <laughs> we're nearly wrapped already. Uh, or we're getting closer to wrapping. And so it's a continuation, I very much feel, of the involvement of the show within the series we've discussed it before but it's continuing its expansive kind of storyline more so it's it's really pushing not pushing pushing away from the bad batch is the wrong thing to say but it's it's pushing other elements that can almost tell their own story and bringing the bad batch in to kind of make their mark within that particular storyline don't you think yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, pushing those kind of, I suppose, like the boundaries of Bad Batch and their involvement and building out that context that you know we've always said we really like because it just you know adds so much more to the the whole Star Wars universe. So um, yeah, th- this is what's been so great about these last two episodes that we're really getting a uh, a look at a you know kind of a, a deeper dive look at a world within the Star Wars universe that we haven't seen as much, but you know appears in you know, when characters as well that appear in other shows like Rebels and, and things like that. So to get this context and, and really, you know, focus on it, is, it's really cool. I really like it. I, I think, you know, it, it, it mixes things up, you know, uh, rather than have the Bad Batch as well as the main characters, you know. It, it's. It, I think if that was the case, every time the show could, you know, fall into quite a repetitive pattern, you know, if it's like the Bad Batch have a mission, they go out, and each episode is like that. Whereas this is kind of, whilst it is still kind of a mission for them, it the, because the focus is not on them, it, it makes it, I don't know, it just makes them kind of more interesting, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, for, and we also get to experience other characters for longer, which is always nice. And we get Hera uh, back again, mm. um, which um, obviously Star Wars Rebels. That's where everyone will know her from. And this is her making her appearance, her younger self, making her appearance in the Bad Batch. But I very much like the Ryloth storyline. And I like the whole... I, I like how Crosshair is being brought back into it. And it's not just a classic Crosshairs after the Bad Batch at all times. Yeah. Like he's... I like mouse, the, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's the cat and mouse, but there's also the development of his character. And we were talking about how he's just grade A douchebag. Um, <laughs> we were talking about how you get to see him operate. I feel we get so much more from his character turning into a bigger and better villain by getting him, seeing him on other missions which don't revolve around the Bad Batch. Yeah. And I mean, this one is. It's kind of a coincidental crossing, really, because, you know, the Bad Batch is 
And whilst, you know, the last mission, like, we saw them, but they didn't really get involved. But then kind of Omega is the one that really pushes um, them to get involved in this one. And then that's what kind of brings them back into alignment with Crosshair, really, or puts him back in his Crosshair. Um, but it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a few things in this episode which I thought was, you know, kind of interesting in developing, like, you know, the characters that we already know, which are... Uh, I say already know. Uh, new characters and the ones we already know. The ones we already know... I thought it was interesting to see um, Omega arguing with Hunter so much over like the over, over whether they should do the mission or not. Um, it was quite interesting to see. I mean, it's kind of funny to see Hunter being like, "Well, you know, should we do this?" And it's like, "Of course you're going to do it. Like you have to. You know, you're the you're, you're now the heroes." And but it's interesting to see Omega becoming that more and more that moral beacon of the group to really, you know highlight why they should do these missions and why they are important and you know to help these people who you know need their help um so i, I thought that was like quite interesting and, and nice to see that kind of involvement of uh of omega uh as well and also you know the way she kind of pushes Hera to you know essentially you know become a pilot really uh <laughs> to f- fulfill her destiny so to say um and then the other thing i thought was also interesting is so with Crosshair back in the picture and seeing how he's so villainous and evil and always, <laughs> um, you know, out to essentially just you know, kill people and especially the Bad Batch, really. Um, and, you know, we've always kind of questioned how much is that the chip in his head and how much is that him just being evil. And when you compare him to this Captain Hauser, who's, you know, on Ryleth already, and he kind of served there and, you know, he was friends with the, you know the people there um, and fought alongside them. And how you see, like you know, in this episode, that he's actually still loyal to them, you know. And you know, and essentially, how much is how much involvement is there from the chip and the, you know, and Order sixty six really, you know, into like clones mentality, you know, because on on the one hand, you've got Crosshair who's like taking it up and then kind of you know, gone the extra mile with it, really, to fulfill the Empire's desires, or maybe his own, you know, maybe he's just, you know, a psychopathic um, clone, so to speak. But um, but then you also have Hauser here, who's, like, going against it and going against the orders of the Empire to, like, free the people. So I thought that was, you know, an interesting dynamic to kind of present. And, and it, I'm, I was surprised that they didn't explore more on the Captain Hauser side. Maybe in the next episode they'll kind of go more into it. I'm not sure, you know, if... The Empire kind of calls him out on it and brings him in for some sort of chip repair, you know? Well, this is the big, but this, um, this is something I wanted to talk to you about because I feel this is a very, this is, is something that happened, which is obviously great for the story, but it just fires up so many questions in regards to what the inhibitor chip is actually doing in the sense of, because you always see Crosshair say, good soldiers follow orders. So is the, is the inhibitor chip pretty much putting the soldiers in a state of mind that when orders are given from any ranking officer, they will follow it regardless of what it is? Or is the inhibitor chip to literally be like a thing that's pinged every now and again when specific orders, things that were already laid in place, are going to happen, such as Order 66? Like, mm. as soon as... Order 66 is almost like a trigger word, like a Russian spy 
trigger word almost. You hit all Manchurian candidate. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and they completely act differently to people they've had relationships with with a very long time. Clone, clone army turning against the Jedi's, etc., etc. Now we have obviously Captain Hauser in this, and it's like, does one, does he have a faulty, faulty inhibitor chip? We don't know. Two, is he like the decision? he is making because and it's it's purely because of his relationship with these people his relationship with the people he's being brought in to protect almost and then his belief of not believing that the orders that are being given from the captain downwards are correct and that are things that should go forward so we feel he makes this decision on his own. But then you also see, what, five, six, seven, I can't remember how many exactly, members of his team go along with him. Yeah. So it throws this big old debate into the air. It's like, how much contribution does the inhibitor chip actually have? Like, is it there literally to change their perception and change their way of feeling towards people for only particular things? Because... If if that's the case in the sense that Captain House's chip isn't malfunctioning, then that must surely be the case because he's got a conscience there and he's acting upon his conscience and he's making a decision which goes against uh, the orders he's been given. So this whole good soldier follows orders thing yeah. is not the case. Now, Crosshair, yeah. and people will say, obviously, Crosshair has like a boost up of inhibitor chip, but he also uttered that line before he had that boost up, when we first see him in episode one, and that he pursues then the boy, it's 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 instantaneous. It's the same way it is with the other um, clone troopers. So, like, or maybe does this inhibitor chip have a lifeline? Whatever yeah. it is, there's very much a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, I mean, I don't know where you stand with it, but it's it's kind of slightly confusing to a certain extent. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, as you said, like, is it something that they turn on and off? Is it something that they have to kind of rejig or, like, turn up the intensity of how powerful it is on the clone trooper to, like, obey orders? And I'm wondering as well with Captain Hauser, like, in the next episode, because he's now being, you know, at the end of the episode, he gets captured by, you know, Crosshair and the other, you know, Empire troops who are there. And again, also, like, not just for uh, for Hauser, but, like, his, his squadron. The fact that like they all kind of rebel together, it's quite interesting. Um, and I'm wondering, yeah, in the next episode, whether they will take them in for processing and, and kind of rejig them and then send them back to the, the Twi'leks and, you know, say like, hey, here's your Captain Hauser again. And he's essentially kind of acting like a, you know, an empire bot, really. Because um, I think that would be, and it, you know, uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about this like the whole time. I mean, that's, it's such a like central theme to, to the Bad Batch. I mean, that is why they are the Bad Batch. That it would be great to explore that a bit more and see how the Empire is essentially managing their um, workers. You know, <laughs> because I and again, you know, in this episode, they they talk about you know they hint at the fact that there is other rebellions going on on other planets and other similar situations. So. You know, is this why the Empire kind of moves away from clone troopers? Because essentially they can't control their, you know, their morality, you know, like in these situations. And actually these clone troopers have, you know, um, alliances and, you know, friends. And and as we, you know, discovered, I think on an episode or two ago, you know, they live up to like 50 or 60 years. So 
they still have like pretty good lifespans and yeah and you know <laughs> they have lives really so it, it's it's interesting to uh to kind of think where it's going to go and, and whether the show will expire i hope, it, I hope they do because it, it feels like a kind of a necessary point and you know in some episodes they've really kind of deep dived into it and in some they, and you know then in some it, it doesn't play as, as large a role so you know we'll see you know i mean we're episode 12 now and as you said like it's kind of passing so quickly so you know maybe the next few episodes will be that kind of ramping up of of chip activity and, and essentially kind of manipulation of clones or them fighting back or you know who knows it's a very interesting storyline, which is very uh, much a storyline I would love to see them explore. And it is like, are we seeing, is this the beginning of the clones almost regaining their consciousness or regaining their own free will, so to speak, in not believing everything they're now fighting for? Because it's clearly changed. You know, they've gone from having these Jedi leaders. Yeah, it didn't work out with Anakin. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I think a couple of others in the Clone Wars. But across the board, you know, they've gone from people like Yoda, from Mace Windu, from Obi-Wan Kenobi, people who were kind of generals leading with, like, common sense and compassion and, you know, all these other traits, which very much is a thing that disappears quite clearly when it comes to the Empire, especially the people at the top, the captains who are actually leading them in battle obviously the ones that we see in the series so that is an extremely interesting storyline that i hope and it makes sense to a certain extent due to the storyline across there due to what the bad batch were and you know it'd be kind of great that we get some more allies like we have captain rex um we have their other friend from another planet who helped them out at the beginning of the series and i can't quite remember his name at the moment but can we have Captain Hauser come in and almost become mm. a member of the Bad Batch and replace Crosshair and be that? I know that could obviously be what, um, I mean, well, I don't know, you know, I just think that's something that oh. could, could be another interesting element, but that's obviously what Omega's, that's the whole, she's kind of filling at the moment, being that extra person after they've lost Crosshair. But Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's an interesting point that you picked up on there, like, you know, that, the difference in how quickly things change for like, you know, the people on these planets that it goes from, you know, gentle Jedi's to now new empire. And I think the character's name is Admiral Rampart in this episode, the guy yes. who is, and he, he's just such a, a dick. <laughs> you know, like, like he's so kind of, you know, dismissive and, you know, and actually, yeah, it's a really good point that he really highlights like the change in administration and how, yeah, I mean, how distressing it would be for people to be like, wait a minute, like we fought alongside each other, and now you're ordering us around and telling us to get rid of our army, and you know, and I don't know, like hunting our friends and doing these false, you know, assassinations and framing freedom fighters, heroes. I mean, Jesus, you know. So it's uh, yeah, definitely like a you know good theme as well to pick up on there. But I'm also you know as I'd be curious to see how much Hera plays a kind of role going forwards as well, because if she's such a you know. I mean, I haven't seen Rebels myself, but, you know, you kind of mentioned that she's you know, a main character there. So, you know, it's just the kind of start of her sort of, I mean, you know, well, I suppose at the end of the episode, we get kind of get her first flight, really, her first, you know, bit of action, really, as a kid. So will she continue to, like, come into the episode, uh, into the series as a, uh, a, you know, another sort of, I don't know, I suppose, supple- or substitute member to the Bad Batch, you know, maybe, you know, or comes in, you know, every so often? 
you know, to kind of train yourself up for the future. <laughs> I mean, why not? That's the thing. It's, it's a massive why not. Hera is one of the characters uh, really um, loved in Rebels, and along with the Jedi that we see right at the beginning, Caleb, um, another person who is very much loved and one of the main characters in Rebels. So why not, when you have the instance you're following this particular timeline that sits in between those two series, as have them as almost like a, it's almost like an Ahsoka character. You can bring them in and out as and when, when they can, you can also get developments on their story and they can help the story that they're coming in to be a part of, for you know, two, three episode arc or so. I mean, we're hopefully going to have six seasons of this. So it, I think it would be another nice interlink uh, that we can kind of, we've brought a lot of characters, haven't we? We've got the twins, We've got obviously Hera. We've got Caleb at the beginning. Um, there's probably other Sid. So we've, we're forming like almost the Bad Batch universe, uh, yeah. or I should probably say galaxy when it comes to Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's the Bad Batch's world, and we've had the Clone Wars world, and you had the Rebels world. Um, so it kind of, I would say, it makes sense to bring those characters that are already beloved by so many people back into storylines because it's only going to add to it rather than take away from it in any way, shape or form. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and there's already been so many like kind of cameos and, and familiar faces that it would be, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm interested to see now that we, you know, as you said, it's been kind of really ramping up the last few episodes to see how, where they're going to go with these last four episodes and really, you know, where they'll leave the rest of the series. Cause it, I, you know, as, as with most series, they usually end with a bang. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, how many of these characters will play back into these last four episodes and, um, yeah, and, and, and really, yeah, as you said, like build out that Bad Batch universe and where, or galaxy uh, and where we'll be left, you know. So it's, I, mean, uh, I must say, I'm also, because we always have the episode on in the background, just seeing when Captain Hauser stands up to everyone. <laughs> I must say, I... I it doesn't fill me with confidence that he will survive the rest of the series because it almost seems like he could easily be a character, an endearing character that's brought in to tell a part of the story that Crosshair could, you know, kind of take out. Yeah. Or, to up Crosshair's level is like ultra douche, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just like, you know, Empire Bot 101 who just goes back and, you know, they're all like, how's it, what happened to you? And he's like, I follow the orders of the empire. You are not my friends. And, you know, and it's sad, you know? <laughs> but it would be a good example because I mean, he's kind of one of these, you know, figures on the boundary who, who's kind of, <laughs> yeah, that like, you know, he, ha he has all this morality and loyalty and then he's, but the empire is ultimately the calling and, you know, yeah, it would be, it'd be an interesting character to see. And then, as I said, I was surprised in this episode that they didn't kind of go into that more, but, Maybe in the next episode, we'll see kind of more detail on that. Yeah, I'm hoping so, you know, because there was time in the first place to develop a, a dynamic between Hauser and Crosshair before what transpired on the rest of the episode. Um, so it's kind of like, unfortunately, you know, Hauser could end up being a sacrifice because you've got, as we said, Admiral Rampant, Rampart, Rampant, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to say it, but you got him. And Rampart, I think, yeah. It's, it's almost like making an example, isn't it? They've captured them now, and you can almost see like an execution type thing happening. 
the, the Bad Batch or other people will witness, yeah. which will probably cause more people to defect or people have the fear struck in them that they want to defect, but know that they can't risk it in order to do so. Yeah, definitely. I have to say another thing about this episode, looking at the, again, like the, the animation levels, they really keep, you know, they've, they've hit like a, a really good standard now. You know, we'd, we'd complained in the past about them, but like, I think every episode, it kind of wows us in a way, but I'm seeing like all the Twilights there, uh, Twilights there kind of all lined up with a different kind of colored uh, skin. And it, it, it's, yeah, the animation I'm really enjoying as well. And I think, you know, as well, especially the, the action scene towards the end um, and how kind of explosive it is. It just it it's you know, they just keep you know knocking out of the park really with that sort of you know classic Star Wars action really in in animated format. That is something I'm I'm surprised I'm enjoying more than I thought I would like when I first started watching the series. And yeah, each episode is now kind of has a, a good dose of it, you know. Um, but like not always repetitive, as I said. It's like things are varying now, you know. Um, and yeah, it, it's. Looking great, basically. And also, uh, one other thing I have to say, I'm loving the Twilight's French accent. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it sounds so sophisticated and, like, <laughs> just regal as well. Like, it, it's it's really funny to kind of hear it in the Star Wars universe. And I, I'm also wondering, is a native language French or is it another alien language that sounds like French? <laughs> it, would, it would kind of be fun always to bring in different languages in that sense. I know they have all different languages, but they have, like, the universal thing that they all sound the same so everyone can understand each other. But, I mean, yeah, chuck some French in there, chuck some Spanish in there, chuck some, you know. <laughs> I have to say it would be really funny. Like, oh, bonjour. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> that's it. That's their other language, you know. They're not, but, no, I'm really enjoying the, the sophisticated French, their suave accents, you know. And it's like, Admiral, why, why have you betrayed us? And it's like, yeah, why have you, Admiral? These people are really nice and they've got cool accents, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice coloured skin, you know, like... <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the general production of the whole thing is just really fun, and I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> That's very true. We're all enjoying it. Yeah. We're very much looking forward to the rest of the episodes as they continue. Thanks for joining us for our little bad batch chat. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.